Jesus Christ hair dreads, so shake them. I'm selling drugs to your daughter so I could become you. <laughs> just pleading, you know, just like, please, if you can find it in your heart, just forgive me and just let me continue on my ways. I'll never come back, you know. Wow. And I looked at Chad and said, please let them know. And she just looks at me, looks at them, and she's like, are you serious? This is sure. <laughs> like, bitch, that was like four words, man. What the fuck? Tell her everything I said, please. <laughs> I'm go to jail. You ever see something so true? that you couldn't unsee it. Something that you just knew would serve you. Whether it be self-awareness, plant medicine, a lover, a career. That's what we get down to here. Welcome to Discipline Stoners. Gateway drug to mindfulness. Spark up or don't. And enjoy the show. Glad you're here. Welcome back, back to another, another episode, episode of Discipline Stoners. Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie, and, and we, we are, are the Gateway, gateway Drug to Mindfulness. mindfulness. And, and today, today yo, oh. <laughs> my man, we crossed paths time ago. The energy is real. You can see this guy doing his thing out here. I'm gonna pass it to Winnie to actually <laughs> articulate some details, but we we got to get at we got to get at these vibes in a minute. Our next guest has performed at Just for Laughs, North by Northeast, and Manifesto. You've seen him on the LOL Network and Roast Battles Canada. He's host of the podcast, The Extra Gravy Show, and he's coming to your town with the Extra Gravy Comedy Tour. Please welcome Big No! Hey guys. Thanks for being right. here, bro. What in the Justin Timberlake and Joey Fatone was that? You guys are so in sync. It's crazy. <laughs> that was Bless We're you, bro. 175 episodes in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, you better be in sync at that yes, point. 140 right? in. And that was really been. impressive. I'm not going to lie. Thank you so much. You've been <laughs> you've been making me laugh literally since you walked in the door. You're yeah. so funny. It's a giggle man. fest, dude. Sweet. Um, did you look up that. that God thing? Uh, yeah. I think it is. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I think it is. So anyways, it's, it's Yahweh, I think. Right? Yahweh, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And apparently there's, it's basically, the way he explained it, it was like, Yahweh is basically the, the thing you say. It, it's it's basically the sound of breath. Mm. So, the first thing you say when you're bored is Yahweh, your breath. And the first thing you, the last thing you say when you die is Yahweh. It's yeah. breath. It's it's uh, breath. So, amazing. in in that sense, the idea of God just being life, yeah. all things, and it's not this dude that's sitting on a throne looking yeah. down at you saying you know is he black is he white is, that, is he jewish is he dread like yeah it's a neither yes is that still a common belief like system like that there's like a like one like i like think people human like structure that is like hey but, you're bad and you're good and then well i'm just using the uh the actual physical representation representation of what they make god look right like. Yeah. okay like yeah. well it's obviously through it, jesus like <laughs> hey i'm G jesus is you know the son of god the living embodiment of god so when you think of naturally for me at least when i thought of god i just thought of 
you know, this dude with this, you know, this hipster looking dude with a beard looking yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, hey, what's up? That's you what know? was sold to us in the 90s. I mm-hmm. always, like, I'm a confirmed Catholic, and my first question, I'm like, so you're telling me, Jesus, our boy Yahshua from Israel, <laughs> right, Middle East, is he a white guy who looks Italian? Because... <laughs> I don't think so. Like, you know, it's just like it's so I I'm happy to see in LA I've seen a, a several black Jesuses. You know, I think that however however <laughs> you you feel it should manifest if you need to physically mm. personify the energy of of a holy energy, I think that's all it is and mm-hmm. cuz I've seen some like some some ladies get their prayer on with the candles and like it's working for them. You know what I mean? Like that visual. I don't I knock it. It's, exactly. Yeah, no, but if it works for you, I'm not going to knock yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. If it makes you a better human, no. continue doing as you do. Because in religion, in, in its purest form, is that. It's to be a guide to make sure you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And exactly. like, yeah. it's so funny because like I, I was listening to uh, E-40 the other day. Yeah. Tell me where to go. Yes, sir. One of the, one of the first lines, Tell he's like, Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I'm like, oh, see, E40 thinks Jesus is black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, he had dreads, so shake him. <laughs> Tell me when to go. Such a good song. Fuck, but, such a good song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the whole point of that, uh, that, whatever, that opening was, yeah. and whole intentions and all that, rah, rah, rah. It was the beginning of the year. So, you know, there's there's a lot of reflection and like, all right, what do I want to put? What kind of energy and juju do I want to put into the new year yeah. moving forth? Bro, is it a bother to ask you to roll me one of those banana backwards? Oh, no, I was going to pass this on. Okay, yeah, bless. this was, you know, I'm, I'm also a Scarborough guy. I'm I know you're a clown. Vancouver guy. Right? I grew up in Vancouver. Where the passing... I, I, I'm the passing. Oh, sorry. You know what? Yes, that that is right. The um the passing etiquette <laughs> in in different places is always varies. Like when I'm in BC, the passing is quicker. When I'm in LA, it's even quicker. When mm-hmm. I'm in in Jamaica, it's I'm not passing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I you I know assume. this uh, learning learning. Um, I mean, I grew up through my twenties in Toronto, and so I've been you know kind of. Uh, what do they get, like acclimated to, to to Toronto culture, which I feel is very stemmed in Jamaican culture. Yes, and so so I I definitely assume I'm like, all right, we should all have our own blunts, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm I am of the of the kind of the smokers kind that you know a Scarborough smoker where oh, we'll delicious. smoke maybe ten pulls then pass. Beautiful, and and you right? know with it, I, the first time I heard it in uh, in Toronto, it was spend some time with it. <laughs> Let me spend some time with it. Let me spend some time. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? You're right, because for sure, I'm LA smoking. I'm like, let me taste that. Let me taste that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm passing it back as I'm like finishing it, hitting it. Yeah. Um, but, but I like that. I, like I know that smoking. comes from weed being less scarce. Yeah, being way scarce, way yeah. more scarce, and and less, you know, available. So like. When songs like I got five on it, like, hey, bro, I put five dollars on this dime, we're gonna go on half, <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. gonna be like eight guys on this blunt, Seriously. you know. <laughs> so, I get it, you know what I mean. But now we're in the, we're in the era where like everyone's like, oh, it puts them like the grabber leaf, the, oh, yeah. the grabber ratio, weed to grabber ratio right now is, is getting out of hand in Toronto, <laughs> at least. It's always been that in, in the UK. It's 50-50. Tobacco 50, weed 50. So right? that you're, you're smoking a cigar with a little bit of weed. Pretty much. I like That's the... That's what uh, it is in, at this point in Toronto. Homie mm-hmm. from... 
I was in LA, but he grew up in Brooklyn, and he was telling me this New York role. We actually have it on a podcast. Easy was, Wider? Uh, no. Well, that's the uh, the Swisher Sweets. The Swisher Sweets? Is that what you're... Yeah, so you break it, and then read, so there's and two, then wrap it. So, okay, well, you got the, well, you got the uh, Swisher Sweets, and then you got the Dutch Masters, right? Right. They, they always had two layers. Right. Yes, the Dutch. True, the Dutch. That was... That was yeah, so cool. with the Swisher Sweets, they had like a, th- a really, really thin layer, a really, really thin tobacco leaf wrapped around the reg- the, the the re-plastered tobacco. So, you know, like they'll they'll break down tobacco leaf and then re-glue it into a paper. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's that, just like how a Century Sam was back in the days or a Philly. Mm. But then there would be that thin outer roll of tobacco. Yeah. So some people would cut it right in half. And then roll both layers. Some people would save that second layer, roll something else with that, and roll two things with it. But brilliant. <laughs> after a while, I was like, I don't want the stuff that's broken down and yeah. remade into paper. I just want to go straight to the leaf. Yeah, which right? is which is what a backwood is. Babe, you should just try one, Paul. It's so delicious with the banana. And treat it like a cigar, and just don't even inhale it. Just blow it back up. Yeah, At least you can it. taste it. Well, you know? That's a good idea. That's- I don't even know if I know how to do that. So you, you know, you know, you, you know how some people do the, and it's like a straight streamline of <laughs> yes. smoke going through the That's lungs. That's her. That's you. Yeah. So yeah. this one, don't do that. It's a pulling to your mouth. Just, it's kind of like let your tongue block your throat from the smoke. Yeah. So when you blow it back out, it's not mm. actually going down. You know. Yeah, the flavor. The flavor is amazing. Right. Yeah. When I was in a, where was I? I was, I think it was Jamaica. I had a friend that pulled out one of those tie sticks. Oh, yeah. We tried one of those this summer. Ooh, those are heavenly. Yeah, oh it God. was such a nice smoke. It was such a slow burn. Oh. I didn't even care to, like, af- after smoking so much of it, I can't, I started smoking like a cigar. I wasn't even inhaling the weed. I was just like, because it tastes, yeah. cause it just tasted so good with all the res. Because halfway down, that's when the resin is really, really, ooh, just developed. And then you, now you're smoking just resin that's not been pressed. It's been smoked. sucked out of it. You know, pressure. No heat. need for pause. Let that she, shit light. <laughs> heat feel, pressure deep. I feel deep. like. <laughs> I feel like you. Uh, ha- are quite knowledgeable. Of, yeah, you of are cannabis. one with the plant, Is that bro. Correct. You've been with this plant for a minute, hey. We've been, we've we've been in our, in a, let's see. <laughs> almost a twenty-seven year entanglement. Wow. <laughs> All right. I say entanglement because we're we're up and down, man. A twenty-seven <laughs> year, you've. You, so, I appreciate that honesty. Like right away, I'm like, oh, so you started smoking when you were like three? <laughs> like, I don't even understand. Like, how 27 years? Just right from the baby bottle to the blunt. Well, that's funny. <coughs> Mom's black as a four year old son. <laughs> I always say, you know, that some people say black don't crack. I like to say flips don't chip. <laughs> And this is the body and frame of a 40-year-old Filipino man. My boy. God. Thank you. Thank Beautiful. You. Congratulations. So 13. 13. So that is, that's one year that's below about, the average, yeah. but that's yeah. about the average. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Love that. The first time I smoked was 12, but I started smoking, smoking 13, right? Then I stopped for a year when I was 16 because I, I turned my life to, to the Lord. Okay. And then... Um, 
fast forward 28 uh when i was 18 i went to a seven-day adventist boarding school to try and become a pastor oh wow you really were in it yeah wow. i had a theology scholarship um that was being offered to me but i just had to graduate from a adventist high school and i couldn't pay for the tuition for that high school because it was a private boarding school oh in like Oshawa. and uh so I took matter like the Scarborough in me took matters into its own hand. I just started selling weed and drugs at the school. Yeah, selling, cutting hair, selling porn, hustle baby, just hustling whatever yes, I could sir. to pay for my tuition so I could become a pastor. Oh uh, my god, <laughs> that that's what an amazing. ironic situation. <laughs> that's like the that's, so that's like the Christian version of like a, a stripper, bro. you know, trying to become pay her way through to college be <laughs> to become Dude, a doctor. Dude, are you writing a book or something? <laughs> I was gonna say your bio. You got yeah, that biopic bio is is so already stacked. Just that is an amazing <clears throat> story. I remember just being like. When the past, I, I ended up, I got in a big fight with my father. I punched a window oh, wow. and I cut up all my tendons. And, and then the pastor comes, I'm freaking out. The pastor comes down, the youth school pastor is like, What are you doing, Norm? What's going on? Why are you doing this? Calm down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm selling drugs to your daughter so I can become you. <laughs> <laughs> Handful of blood. Handful of blood. Full weeping. Moment. Father is screaming on the other end of the phone, not even hearing what's going. Pastor be like, "What's happening?" Smashed window, just. <laughs> <laughs> this is like so some dangerous angsty. mind shit. This is a dangerous mind shit. That's real teenage uh, Christian angst. Oh man, know? that must have Do been you, really challenging. Yeah. That was, but it was also like, I never look at anything as. Um, a bad thing. I always look at it as an opportunity to just build off of you know some people you know the term like it's only an l when you allow yourself it's only an l when you don't learn something yeah you take the 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 lesson and the blessing from it Mm -hmm. and yeah you got to move forward with that are you good at learning things quickly or do you have to learn lessons more than once to kind of implement changes stubborn scarborough boy like i like i like to make the mistake yeah because once again, another one is like, you know, you don't learn anything when you win. You only learn yeah. how to uh, celebrate your victories, but you don't actually, yeah. there's r- nothing that's like, it don't stick, stick, stick like a loss does. Mm. You know? Yeah. And you got to let it sting. Mm-hmm. That's like, you can't be scared of it. You got to be, you got to go into it with like, okay, it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that's beautiful. Who's stronger, the guy that always wins or the guy that always loses but still keeps still, on going? That's yeah, the whole story sure. of Rocky. That's, you know, that's right. it. Like, and <clears throat> it's it's easier said than done most times, so you get discouraged. But, yeah, no, there's something to be said for, oh, I'm going to come back. And then if you observe yourself having improved behavior, you're more stuck to your morals from the lessons that you've just learned this next time around. Your vision's so clear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you just, like, poof, like, just perpetually fucking move forward with like a new energy let that fucking sting drive you right yeah. but you know it's so fucked up as much as like you have such a clearer vision of what to do better because you've done it wrong you still have a really clear view of how to do it wrong so oh. you can still and the tendency and the tendency yeah <laughs> so i'm the type that continues to fuck up but i will never allow any fuck up to hold me down for too long that's it, it. Just, you know you gotta fail because i love failing don't fa- be scared fail forward Fail forward. Fail forward. You know what I'm saying? Dude. My, my pops was, was unfortunately, you know, a manic depressant or AKA they call bipolar disorder now. Mm-hmm. And he just never had a grip of how to 
handle his losses. Mm. They get stuck in the cycle. And and he was just stuck in perpetual motion, always just like Ugh. feeling shitty for for the shit that happened in the past. And you can't let it. I told you. myself I would never be the guy that to dwell. That's beautiful. You know? <clears throat> That's beautiful. I had a. A similar experience, uh, you know, obviously through the choices that we... It's it's so much easier to find what you want to be like through negative behavior of what you don't want. Like, I observe it to be easier. Uh, even through marrying, like, I find, like, my pops is, like, mad talented but never did anything with it. So here I'm gonna set a world record for releasing more songs than any artist ever has in a year. Yeah, like there you I'm go. gonna just work fucking until it's this is lit- for you, Dad. <laughs> Notably, extremely different, like on purpose to be uh, comedically in the other way. So that's literally that was my journey of doing too much and then like centering it back towards the center, being more thoughtful, being more mindful, being intentional, and like harnessing your power more. But right, right. But yeah, it can be a powerful thing to see what you don't want and work backwards from there. That's alchemy. That's what we're here to mm. do. Fail. But you know what's funny when so I do a little graphic design on the side when I need when I need some money. I feel like you're a talented soul. An artist who can navigate. I love that. It's I'm an artist <coughs> by by I don't even want to say by default. It's by uh by way of I don't even want to call it laziness. It's just like, I don't want to do things I don't want to do. Yeah, bro. Straight the fuck up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just don't want to do it because I don't like, I don't want to. So let me just do the things I want to do. I have, what, 80 years in this world? 90 maybe? There you go. Am I going to spend it doing things that I don't want to do? No. Like, no. no. I'm going to do, you know, but, and then I differentiate what I want to do and how it, and the things that I want to, what I want to do that's good for myself and the people around me and what I want to do that's detrimental to those around me. And then I just, all right, just maybe you can't do that then. Just stay sticking <laughs> mm. to this, you know? Prioritize. But like, at the end of the day, man, it's, I, I don't know how not to do that. Yeah. So, and that's, and just what happens that art is those things. Yeah. Right? It, exactly. And you're, so. you're driven to create the manifestations that reflect the energy. You yeah. know, that's the important part is like that you're willing to put the work in because it's easy to have ideas, but you know, to have the balls to get up and make people laugh or make content or start things and stick to them. It's like that becomes <clears throat> the work in itself. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone is like selling their time for someone else's dream for money, uh, that's fine. That can be like a means to an end, but I'm with you, bro. I'm like, I could never hold a job. I, I, I got this famous just like handshake after two weeks of employment. That's like, <laughs> well, agree to disagree then. <laughs> like, you can't just leave in the middle of your shift. I disagree. <laughs> I've quit more jobs than I've got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how do you quit more than the jo- what? than the jobs you've actually had? Like, because <laughs> I made a few and then know? quit them. Because <laughs> exactly. I asked for commission based situations. That is literally true, buddy. So <laughs> back to the graphic design. So somebody will be like, "Hey, I want I want you to do this," and I'll be like, "Your ideas suck. Yo! I don't want to do it anymore. Take your money back." <laughs> That's amazing. You know? No, it's like I'm, a- I'm trying to tell you as a professional, <laughs> this in my professional opinion, you should not have 72 logos on this poster. Facts. And have a separate poster for logos yes. to give your sponsors their shout outs. Exactly. But if you're trying to lure people in, oh my God, you, you think people want to see 70 different logos that don't? <laughs> 
It just looked like a bunch of dots. Yeah, oh, you don't look, absorb you, that let, at Let me all. take the time out of my day to zoom in and look <laughs> at these tiny little fucking PNGs that have been organized on the corner of this fucking poster. You know all that does? Is it makes other people that need sponsorships go, hey, who sponsored this? This yeah. guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh it's just you get God, a bunch of yeah. you just get a bunch of you know Bro. people that are with bad intentions looking looking to work with you, not not because they want to support your brand or it doesn't help. Mm. Bro, you are coming I've never from looked the heart. At it like that. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It creates FOMO in the marketplace because the, the, for me, those are private documents. That's on a deck of brands we've worked with, and but like it should come with a story. Like anytime I work with a brand, it's like we've done a campaign. Mm -hmm. that has to do with their product and how it relates to the community and how it's a mutual benefit. Like there's like good case examples, but then just going like blah, 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 blah is like, it gives me anxiety. And that's, I'm so glad to hear that. Cause you're like, no, I will keep my powers to myself that have good taste. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to do it? it? Fine. Cool. Here you go. I, I don't do that. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's, and, but there's times where I'm like, just suck it up. No, you need the money right now, bro. Uh, just do it. And I'm just like, send it off. Like, this is great. I'm like, all right, don't tell anyone I did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to ghost right sometimes, homie. Got to ghost know? right. We were, um, yeah, it's so interesting because like we're, we're building this podcast on YouTube mm -hmm. and um, we were watching one of our favorite YouTubers. He's a chef. And he, uh, off the top of his video, he was selling his own knife. Mm -hmm. And we were like, that's great placement. That's something that you believe in. Uh, you talked about it for fucking three it's minutes. It's your so, knife. But it's yours. But you it's your knife. It. And then like, maybe, maybe like seven minutes later, then he did an ad for someone else's shit. For headphones. For Amazon AirDrop headphone type hustle. And I was like, I was like, on one hand, like you're getting your money and you have people to pay and this is a great production and I really appreciate you. But then I looked at it at 11 and I was like is that what we are working towards mm -mm. <laughs> like are we working towards just like these placements that we don't like really believe in like we have <sighs> to have to have that discussion because no, if I'm it not. comes to a point where Coca-Cola comes around like are you know what do we do I asked this is what you do you say listen we can do this and it'll cost this much and we can do it what everyone else does or we could add a bit more budget into it, which will, will give us more um, encouragement to actually create something that's not so regular. Because mm. hey. half of it is like people don't want to do the work to create that really, really good yeah. uh, asset advertisement slash content. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there is a tasteful way to advertise, I feel. But not everybody has the know-how how to do it, nor mm -hmm. the the time. So they just and like this is the easiest way to get money from this, just so that we can focus on the podcast. Because once you start creating like content for these guys, uh, for these companies that want to give you brand money, but you're just like your artistic integrity makes you want to do such a good thing. Sometimes doing more work is not worth it anymore. So mm. that's why you end up doing that. Because yeah. I'm sure. You guys will probably, let's do it. We could do it. Do it for like five times. Like, you know what? This is too stressful. Let's take it away from the podcast. Let's just do the podcast. And who cares about this? If they're going to give us the money, we'll just do the bare minimum and do that. And that's mm. what ends up happening. Because yeah. if, if they're willing to pay for that, knowing that it probably won't even really do much for the viewer, like they're not actually going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, there'll probably be a couple of people that be like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. Who knows if they'll actually buy it. Yeah. But 
I think to them, they're just like, whatever, we have the budget to spend on advertising anyways. Yeah, get. well, I'm, I, mm. I'm with you in the way that it, there's a way to do it that doesn't feel corny. Like, honestly, if you look at actual campaigns, not like clicky bye-bye campaigns, do you know that, like, uh, Silk Sonic, the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack is when a, they, when La, they did that Lacoste <laughs> and their, their tequila. That's, tequila, a, that's a marketing campaign. That duo is Lacoste and their tequila, and it's nowhere, there's no fucking brands or logos, but in every shot, you'll see the tequila and or a subtle Lacoste logo, and mm -hmm. it's no one knows. And they're oh, just wow. like, hey, artists, bagged up, do your thing, add in some, it's a classic texture in, in culture. It's like you being sponsored by Backwoods. Mm -hmm. It's like, it sh you holler at your boy, you know? like. I want that alcohol work. now. I want to try that fucking rum so bad. I know. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> They're sitting and around drinking it. And, and the funny thing was, when Bruno Mars was doing it, he was also like, this is obviously an ad, but hey, whatever. <laughs> we having fun with it. It was kind of like yeah. Wayne and Garth in Wayne's World. The Reebok. That, the Reebok. The Durango. It's like the things people do, you know? <laughs> I know, it's but like, when I do get a headache from it, I have an aspirin. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, Nuprin. Yellow. <laughs> little. <laughs> You're the classics, bro. <laughs> That's my favorite movie of all time. That's Dude, why. that was shot over, like, what, four weekends? Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I, it was in that Netflix fucking, the movies that made us. And, uh, yeah, they were, like, <clears throat> Chris Farley was thrown in there last minute. Yeah, so you are, I resonate so much. I think you're hilarious for everyone, but I definitely Thank you. resonate so much <laughs> with your <clears throat> comedy, I feel, because... Perhaps your comedic mind was framed in a similar time as mine, so you're cut from that same cloth of like those SNL movies. Yeah. And I just that. the kids born in the late 1900s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the millennials, if you will. <laughs> no, that's so that's that's killer, man. How how did that manifest? How did you um end up getting into comedy? Because that's like a serious God-given gift well, you got, man. Well, let's let, oh, I'm wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We just you you left us at my a bloody hand and you were about to be a pastor. Sold drugs. We need to know. That was like So obviously they told them to get out. Yeah, my my, my when I was growing up in Scarborough, my I was, you know, half foot in church, half foot in the streets. And it was just by just by association, by just by design, the area I grew up in. All my cousins did it, so whatever. All that to be said. I was singing in the church. I was part of the choir. I was always, I had a little R&B freaking gospel group that I would yes. tour the Seventh-day so nice. Adventist church circuit. Let's go. Every Sabbath weekend. You know what every I mean? Every day I love my Jesus. Every day I love my Jesus. You guys just like bust out some delicious Christian R&B? Pretty much. Because when you think about it, R&B is really just, gospel but they substituted god with girl you know what i'm saying bro mm. nailing it yeah the, like literally those two five chords that you do here and like love making music that's god music that is church thrown in there so and all the singing styles in r&b is derived from how they sang in the gospel church but all that to be said so my performing life and career started in church just singing so my original love was singing Beautiful. Um, I was always a clown, a bit of a funny guy, because that was my my defense mechanism. That was that's how I survived. The little guy in the hood, yeah. easily can get you know picked on, made fun of. But I had a slick tongue. I was funny, and I always had the best weed. So that's what kept me alive around all these big hood, 
you know, I feel you. dudes that get involved in criminal activity. I feel you. Um, but that's what it was growing up in Toronto community housing. Well, fast forward um, after that ordeal, because um, that was my attempt to like, all right, I'm leaving the streets, mom. You've always wanted, you, you know, you dedicated me to be a pastor at birth. So here, here's my attempt. Mm. I'm going to the same high school you graduated in, that private seven-day Adventist boarding school in Oshawa. Let's do it. Ugh. Get kicked out. So I'm like, I'm on a spiritual sabbatical, mother. Uh, I'm just going to go find my ways. And then became an R&B singer, tried to rap for a little bit. Let's go. Um, and then next thing you know, I, uh, I became, I was like, I can't rap. I can't sing. The world's not ready for a Filipino R&B or rapper, you know, R&B singer or rapper. Well, whatever. Bruno Mars comes out a few years later. I'm like, fuck, you could have done it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway. I, the world's always ready <laughs> for know? a Filipino song, bro. But then um, then I was I was just chilling one day. I, I guess I shifted into a comedic host because I was hosting parties. Had a, um, hmm. had a friend doing DVD magazines at the time. Remember when Smack DVD? Oh, yes. You know, Juice DVD and all yes. that shit. So you know, I was one of the hosts just going to like different toronto events and interviewing different toronto uh, musicians and personalities Let's go. Uh, and i always try to do it at least with a comedic twist and then next thing you know i try to dabble into acting i i got a role in this online web musical called prison dancer yo and then and then i met a comedian ron jostle uh on on set and you know, he challenged me to try comedy, and I tried it, and fucking loved it. And I've been doing it for 12 years now. Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> ascension it into it. It was, it, it, it was all like, it was never planned, because I never thought I could be stage funny. But then it makes sense, because everyone was like, hey, you should be a pastor. You'd be great up there, the mm. way you deliver your, your message, the way that you talk, and their perspective, and how you're able to see things the way other people can't. You know, you'd be a great pastor, you know, to help guide people to the to the promised land. And I was like, ah, that sounds so like such a valiant thing to do. But I was also like, that's a lot of pressure, man. I don't know if I, I could be all That's that. kind of what you do as a comedian. I was going to say, they're kind of one in the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, when you're guiding a sermon, when you're talking about truth as a human being, you are freeing people from suffering yeah. in that moment. <clears throat> so you are guiding mm. the hand of God through yeah. people's hearts, but so what you happen to swear or use some like funny hood ass cultural reference to get people to just fucking relax. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful Jesus thing. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. like if it like if you're saying like that you can only be a pastor if you memorize these like very ancient scripts and tales, it's like you get the gist of it. You mm -hmm. know how your heart feels light when you use your gift to change the perspective on things. Right. Like you you are telling people for a minute, ease your heart, relax. Like you're taking yeah. them away from their problems. Exactly. That's beautiful, bro. That's and and that's like I was always. Um, what's the word? Uh, turned on by. Not turned on when 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 you're pushed to do something. When something driven. Driven. There you go. That's the word. Yeah. I was always driven to do things that uh, compelled to do things that 
made me feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Like anybody does things to make themselves feel good. And it just so happened making others feel good is oh. what made me feel good. Oh, it's amazing. Because like, it's just like this, ooh, it's this great continuous you know, energy of like, oh, you do good for me, I'm going to do good for you. Oh, you know, thanks, man. Let me do something good back then. And it's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Right? And it can go make life go one way, but then you do something bad and that shit could lead to war. You know what I mean? Eventually, oh, yeah. with you, an eye for an eye, like, I don't know why an eye for an eye is always like towards a negative thing. Like, mm. <laughs> right? When everyone's like, oh, an eye for an eye, like, you took my eye, I'm gonna take your eye. What am I like? An eye for an eye. I watch your back, you watch mine. Yeah, like, let's look out for each other. Yeah. An eye for an eye. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, it's that, like, mentality that forced me to dive into certain things like comedy or, or even cooking. Yeah. Because cooking makes people so happy. You so know, they, happy. When you feed them and they feel nourished, like, oh, there's nothing man. better. Think about it. There's there's natural sounds that people make within like our natural human tendencies yep. when that show and express our true emotion. Like when we have sex, yep. we just have there's noises we make. Yes. We don't make those noises anywhere else. Same with food. But then we make those noises well that, that same that same <laughs> sound that you make when oh when you eat something. You get that with food. You get that with sex. Yep. You know what? And then you don't get that with laughing with comedy, but it creates laughter. Laughter is ha ha. That's another you know visceral reaction. Visceral reaction that you don't get with anything else, right? <laughs> I know. So like, when it, you can really compel people to laugh or to go mm, in any way, like that makes you feel good. Oh. You're providing yes. that blessing, you know, for them to enjoy. Yes. And Fuck. that in turn makes makes me feel good you know as as weird and as not weird but as no it totally is entirely basic as it sounds like, you yeah. are consciousness making yourself laugh through yourself you're able to play that role and you're able to give that love and and that explosive moment is mm. so fun congratulations it feels very nice i know what you mean about food uh i really leaned into cooking content even uh during the pandemic because i was like doing freestyles and Fans I had for years were not liking the side I was on and the shit I was talking and all that. (laughs) And then I was like, fuck, let me just stick to fucking food because you know what doesn't piss people off? A fucking pizza. <laughs> like, you know less politics, more pizza. Let's yeah, go, guys. That's that's Here we go. that's where the fuck I landed. And I was like, and then so I manifested. I also briefly told you when I saw you at the concert, it's like I found like a really cool, you know, opportunity for me to manifest my chefing and and it was I had full creative control and I I it's deeply satisfying when someone is <clears throat> nurtured by something you've created. It's very right. akin to like making art. It basically is. Culinary arts. Dude, it That's is. That's why it's an art. Do you have one thing that you love to cook the most? Do you have one go-to dish that you make? See, I don't think I have a go-to dish, but like I've lately I've been cooking this thing called eggplant uh sorry tortang talong. Oh, yeah. Okay, so tortang talong is a Filipino eggplant dish. Oh wow. Um it's pretty much like a egg I I guess it would be translated to an eggplant omelet. But then they basically roast eggs, okay? And then um I actually want to just try this but within a backwind. That's oh why. word. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm weird like that I do that. I shit. love that but please help yourself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so you you roast um eggplant and then 
after it's all nicely roasted, you could literally roast it on your stove tap just over the element. You're gonna create some smoky, you know, smells in your in your kitchen. But cool. That's what the fan's for. But anyways, once you <laughs> roast it, um, you peel off the skin. Inside's nice and cooked. Uh, and then you just smash the eggplant, but you leave the head on of the like the long Asian eggplant. Oh my not gosh, the, like, the, the fat Italian one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do. No pause. Keep no pause. That keep shit that playing. shit playing, right? Um, and and then you just beat up some eggs, salt, pepper. Then you could add some some onions, some garlic. You got tomato. You could add corned beef. Whatever you want. But oh. the basic is eggplant with the with the egg, and you just with, with the that. roasted. The roasted eggplant with the egg. And it's with so the skin simple. peeled off? Yum. Yeah. I bet it's so good. And you mushed it up, right? And you eggplant. smashed it right into the egg. So, like, the way they do it, they'll take a plate. They'll put some of the, the, scramb- uh, the scrambled egg over top on the bottom. Just when it's beaten up, right? And then you basically smash it out and spread it out as much as you can within the egg. And then over the pan, just kind of slide it off. And then it just creates this nice little... Big round disc of roast the eggplant That's with beautiful. the egg, Perfect. and it's just so simple. Oh. I, I like to put like I'll just fry some really really sliced, really thinly sliced uh, hickory sticks that I just make myself a little hash and then what? put it pour it over top. Hit it with some of that Japanese mayo. Yes. Ooh. The Q pie. Q pie. Q pie. Whatever they call it, but that, you know that you know that. The little it's red. So no, good. no, it's so good. <laughs> With that really that thin ass bottle that can that gets all limp, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it's half done, you're like, I'm gonna throw this out for now. <laughs> no, it's so funny. My my girl put it in the in the um in the fridge, and I guess the top still had from the point where she squeezed it, the top still had mayo in it, and the bottom still had mayo in it, and it folded over mm-hmm. the ledge. So when I opened it, it just like it this this limp coupon mayo, mayonnaise Fuck. container. As long as you you get it closed, because you don't want that dried mayonnaise. No, on the top. no, no, That's no. Crusty. But yes, yeah, I will, I'll say tortangtalong is my favorite thing right now. That's but I, I I love cooking. Like I grew a lot of intolerances over the the last few years, so like I don't even get to eat the things that I like to to eat. Oh, you cook. you what? That's interesting. What? Yeah, like I grew a legume intolerant intolerance, Mushrooms. so I can't. No legumes. Uh, well, it's almost like vegetables. I mean, no, I guess legumes is what they call beans. Yeah. So oh. so beans, chickpeas, lentils, oh. like all those things I can't eat anymore. No and more hummus. I used, no more hummus. No more no more dal. No more mm. um, no more Trinidadian doubles. No more. You ugh. might grow out of it. I know. Isn't it yeah. like every seven years or something? Well, I think that's the seven year thing. Yeah. Like that's what changed. You, yeah. Something Your body changed. changes, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't even eat spice no more. So oh, like no fuck. no spicy food. So no hot peppers. And my oh. mouth can handle it, but my body can't. Oh, wow. So Spicy it's a very sad situation because I love West Indian food. I love island food. That was my favorite cuisine to cook. Oh, yeah? Any island food from from the Philippines to to the West Indies. As long as it's an island and tropical, do I want to cook it. Do they? Ha- that's beautiful. Do they have a lot of crossovers, those those regions? Um... I wouldn't well well yeah like Trinidad Jamaica for sure like the West Indies they always have crossovers like everyone kind of has their version of curry in the West Indies right um, even the Philippines they have their own version of a curry which we call karakare nice <laughs> that's just how we pronounce curry <laughs> <laughs> sick um, it was it's but it's peanut butter based 
I love the Filipino it's, sweetness, yeah. bro. The barbecue. You put Sprite or something in yeah, the barbecue we put sauce. Sprite, mm -hmm. Sprite in the barbecue sauce. Oh, no, we, we basically marinate the meat in, in barbecue. In, uh, sorry, the barbecue meat is marinated in Sprite, lemon, uh, soy sauce, garlic, Delicious. and onions. That, yeah. that is. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's very, that, that, that's all it is. And oh. then they just always have a glaze just to finish it up when they, when they. Remember Ah uh, Good? And I grew up in uh, in BC in Richmond, mm -hmm. and there was there's a lot of Filipinos there. Yep. And actually, on my soccer team, there is the center. Me and this kid were killers. His name was Ishwan. Ishwan. He, he had the he had the the, the whoa man. He could flip, he got dribble. the dribbles. Though. Oh, he could make a big motherfucker twist around and fall. And that was the sharp right turn. Uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of Filipino barbecue there growing up. That was fucking delicious. I was like, why is it so sweet? But yeah, kare kare is a, a peanut butter oxtail, Ooh. and it's like one day I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cook for you guys. I would oh, love. Do you guys eat oxtail? Great. By the way, oh yeah, yeah. not everyone yeah. likes oxtail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they, they cook down the uh, the oxtail so that it's fall off the bone, mm. and then it, the base of the uh, oh. of the sauce is you know whatever oxtail jus that's left over from cooking it and boiling it, and peanut butter yes. and shrimp paste. Oh, like this Filipino delicious. fermented shrimp paste. So it yeah. smells like death. Yeah, but it's but it tastes like life. Umami. <laughs> Umami. Is there yeah. a spice to that or no? That it's yeah. salt. It's salt. It's basically yeah, yeah. salt, right? Like sometimes, no, they don't really put the shrimp peppers paste? in it. No. Yeah, there's no spiciness to it. Mm. It's so it's just like a nice creamy. Yeah. So it's the it's the curries. It's it's the bases like that. My cooking, I guess, is a blend uh, between like French and Italian. So mm. it's like obviously you start so many dishes with like a mirepoix or like you know basically garlic and herbs kind of thing, and like yeah. constantly crossover work with broth or something like that. It's like similar region based for what they have. Yeah, but you can intersplice anything. I love how every culture has their own mirepoix. Yeah, yeah, like totally. They're, 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 like th they're like three specific things. It's always the base of every yeah. meal. Like yeah. so, the the French, Italian, the carrot, is onion, carrot, onion, celery, celery, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Filipinos is onion, garlic, ginger. Yeah, yeah ginger. Like that. I think Thai has that in Thai common too, dill. right? Like Asian, pretty much is that's that's the Asian mirepoix. That's onion, delicious. Onion, carrot, or onion, garlic, ginger. And then the things that you can constantly just like toss it with. Like we went for a Korean barbecue on my birthday, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. This just comes with like kimchi, this jello stuff that I'm not sure what it is, but it looks cute. And like, there's a couple things I'm like, oh, and, um, um, sprouts, Vietnamese food comes with sprouts and bean sprouts and the ba yeah. ba basil, basil, the Thai basil, the harder mm. basil. So when you get that pho down, yeah. you're like, this has a little. And you see that? Are you guys the of the cilantro? Yep. Tongue? We, we are on cilantro. Some people we don't, are. you know, yeah, I don't you know how to hate it. Yeah. But you know their cousin, culantro, right? It's the it's, it, it comes on that same plate of the bean sprouts and the basil and the chili peppers, but it's that long oh. dandelion grass looking yes. one. It's the cousin of cilantro, no. culantro, but the Trinidadians call it shadow Benny. <laughs> there's there's a there's a restaurant on Queen and something called Queen and uh, Shaw called Shadow Benny. Oh, but I'm learning something today. It's, it's a really mm. it's it's fresher. There's something about it that's like more spearmint. You could eat it, like it's thicker, so like yeah, okay, it's more substantial, but it doesn't linger as much. Yeah, like a cilantro might like wither in mm. some beef broth. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one like holds nice holds its own. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever had a tri uh, Trinidadian green seasoning? 
Sorry, I don't know. Seasoning. <laughs> the green seasoning from Trinidad is probably some of the best, like, it's basically this herby seasoning that they put in everything. It's like there's rosemary, garlic, pimento peppers, scotch bonnet, Ooh. ginger, garlic, green onions, shadow benny, parsley, and they just muddle it. Yes. And it's just like every family has a jar of their own version of it. You know, there's lime and vinegar and, oh. and all this stuff, and it just sits there. For, for they have it for for as long as it lasts. As long as it lasts, exactly. But <laughs> it'll be there. You'll have it for a month, and you're just like, ooh. And the longer it goes, sometimes it's like, stanky, banging. There's 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 an oomph to it, and it's yeah. so fresh. <laughs> when they put that shit on on their in their curries, when they put that shit in their in their in their stews, and where they just pour a little bit on 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 in their fruits. You know, when they put, I've, I never liked. When people salted their fruits. Mm. To me, I'm just like, that's weird. It's a sweet thing. Why are you going to salt it up? Yeah. But then the Mexicans every culture do it does it. Mexicans do it. That, delightly. Touch me, brother. Pop. Mm-hmm. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos, we do that with the shrimp paste and, and yes. uh, sour mango. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the Filipino mangoes, the dried mangoes? That's mm. the one. 7D from the Philippines. <laughs> one of the most banging exports there is. That is one of our, you know, mangoes and nurses. Those are our top two exports. And, and cover bands. <laughs> and cover bands. Hey, man. The best cover bands, too. So good that even Journey said, yo, you could actually sing with us for real. Oh, right? exactly. You've been That's doing covers right. of us so well. You pretty much sing just as be- good as our old lead. Rest in peace. You are. Did you know that the new, the, yeah. the actual Journey? Oh, yeah. New oh, replacement singers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That and was... he sounds exactly like, <laughs> if not oh like God. better almost. Like, it's, it's insane. It I want to send you guys a clip. Of like, I'm going to send you guys a bunch of clips of Please. just the most random looking Filipinos, like I said. <laughs> that you would look at and you're like, who is this cousin or uncle? He's <laughs> fresh off the boat. <laughs> cousin of Norm, you know? <laughs> And then they'll fucking bug. sing the shit out of a Luther Vandross song, yeah. you know? Dude, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Shout out our, our, our homie in Vancouver, Gogan. Yeah. He hosted a Gogan karaoke as our homie. Yeah, he uh, karaoke king out there. It's when you first started rapping live. I I would just do cover songs, right? And I'd like win little karaoke competitions by doing like Eminem and Lil Wayne tracks like No Love and stuff. And it's like cool. I can just emulate my way into this. All right, favorite verse, favorite line, oh my favorite hip hop rap line. Oh, well, uh, like, first, not even favorite. First one that comes to mind, like the one that's like, if if anybody was to ask that question, yeah, what would it be? I don't do black music. I don't do white music. I make fight music for high school, high school kids. kids. I put lives at risk when I drive like this. I put wives at risk with a knife like this. You probably think I'm in your tape deck now. I'm in the back seat of your truck with duct tape stretched out. Duck the fuck way down. Waiting to straight jump out. Put it over your mouth and grab you by the face. What now? Oh, Jeez. want me to watch my mouth? How? Take my fucking eyeballs out and turn them around? I'll burn your fucking house down. Circle around and hit the hydrant so you can't put your burning furniture out. I'm sorry. There must be a mix-up. Want me to fix up lyrics while our president gets his dick sucked? <laughs> Slim Shady. Rick it, Rick it. Oh, man. Oh, who Buddy. knew? Who knew? And it's because, like... 
That really helped me as a white rapper out here in these streets, bro. I don't do black music. I don't do white music. I mean, I mean fight, fight music. music for high school kids. Like, fuck you, okay? <laughs> if you forgot anything about me, if you're judging, just fuck you. I hope you remember that. <laughs> I remember coming. So I had I had a homie that used to work for Universal Music. Okay. And they started putting out the uh, the sample demo tapes. This is back when sample demo tapes were a thing. Yes. And they just throw them out, and all you get is a snippet of like the first 40 seconds of the song, and then it would slowly yeah. fade out. The yes. sample track. Remember the sample the, the radio pop ups, and they would give you, and like, you'd want more. I had five tracks, you get your mom to play it. I get the Marshall Mathers LP, uh, you know, the demo LP. I'm just like, who is this Whoa. fucking guy, you know? I'm like, pop it in. You know? I want to figure out what Spice Girl, I want to impregnate. I'm just like, who the f- what? Yep. Who is this guy? You know? Yep. And the beats were like, yo, these, these beats are bumping. Okay. That's Dre. And then I hear, oh, yo, he's backed by Dre. So I'm like, all right. I guess he's the guy. Yep. And yeah. he's the guy. Yep. You know? Till this day, man. Even though, like, I can't stand his modern day raps, like the shit that he spits now. Well, he's he's so hyper. He's so light years up. In order to be that good then, he's like, for sure, for sure, on the artistic scale, like he's his, he's so complex now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't reach everyone. It's like I'm forever his understudy. So I'm like, whatever you put out, I'm like, I have to at least understand the rhyme scheme and like what the references are. And but yeah, I feel I understand what you're saying. You know how um, pun has big pun has dead in the middle of little, little Italy. Italy. Little did we know did, we riddle some middlemen that didn't do diddly. Eminem had a whole verse yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. With fucking, with Renegade. You know what I mean? See, I'm a poet to some of regular modern day Shakespeare. I, Jesus Christ, the king of Atlanta. Day not even that one. The uh, the, the first one. Um, the first verse of that. Because he does start? two on that one. <coughs> Since yeah. I'm in the position to talk to kids, kids and they listen, listen, I ain't no politician, politician but I'll kick them with in a minute. minute. See, they call, call me a menace, and if the truth is aware, but if it don't, then y'all just swallow the truth, grin and bear it. Now, who's the king of these rude, ludicrous, lucrative lyrics? Look at the hair at the title, but the youth in the stairs using his views and his merits. He's in the parents. You shouldn't hear it. Maybe it's hatred I spew. Maybe it's food for the spirit. Maybe it's beautiful music. I made for you to cherish, but I'm the baby that's in the views of America as a motherfucking drunk. Like you didn't experiment, nah, nah. That's when you start to stare at who's in the mirror and see yourself as a kid again. And you get embarrassed, and I got nothing to do but make you look stupid as parents. You fucking do it as you bet. You couldn't do it in marriage. Do you have any clue what I had to do to get here? Come on. I don't think you do, so stay tuned and keep your ears looted. The stereo is here. Here we go. Rick and Rick and Rick This is sinister. Missed the kiss my ass. Okay, can I give a You better fucking go first, Jay. Because you are not following that, bro. Fat, but he had some nice, like, back to the wall, ashy knuckles, pockets filled yes. with a lot of lint, not a cent. He had to rewrite like, his shit, man. Do you know that was a Royce track first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, and I got an honorable mention of best lines because that verse came to mind. But the best line I'm going to give you, and then I want to know yours. <clears throat> I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest bar. DMX, blood of my blood. I can't say the rest of it. <clears throat> I'm a nasty. When you pass me, look me in the eye. Tell me to my fucking face that you're ready to die. <laughs> you like, 
so if you needed to if you needed to act tough right like you were the jester in the hood too right like so you didn't want to fight but you had to put up this shield so it's like don't fuck with me if you needed to get into that mindset to protect yourself you just wanted to put on some dmx like that that was like shut him down what don't get Amazing. you don't want people to get into their dmx bag man no stay away so please, your uh, your most memorable verse and most memorable line. Well, the one that always comes to mind is like Inspector Dick's verse in Triumph. Oh, like out the gate. Ooh. What was it? Sorry, I missed it. Um, it's Inspector Dick's uh, from Wu Tang, his opening verse in Triumph. Oh. Now, what's funny about it is, uh, obviously, now as a comedian, I always look at everything from a comedic standpoint. Now. And the lyric go- goes, I bomb atomically. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Mm. Lyrically performed armed robberies flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. I'm like, ooh, these are eloquent raps. You know what yes. I mean? Like, Damn. But then later on in life, I'm like, from a comedic perspective, <laughs> like, he comes out the gate, I bomb atomically. I'm like, whoa, you must suck. How can yeah. you bomb atomically, buddy? Like, ooh, that's a bad bomb, right? Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can't define why I be dropping these mockeries. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so you're making a mockery. Huh? You're not even doing anything. It's just you're just making a mockery of this rap shit. And he goes, lyrically performed armed robberies flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Can you imagine lyrically performing armed robbery? Like, no guns. You just use the lyrics to steal and rob a bank. Like, you run in, like, everybody get down and stick around because I'm profound with the sound, baby. Get oh, down, my God, know? dude. That's so and good. And it was like, please don't hurt me with your words. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll give you everything. Uh, so, And that's where the comedic mind goes nowadays. But, like, when I was young, I'm like, yo, these rhymes and bars are so fucking profound. I like yo. it. When you, you know? first did it just now, I was into it. But right? yeah, the perspective shift. That is so funny, bro. The huh. lyrical armed robbery. Lyrically performed armed robbery. It's incredible. So, I don't know. That's feel yeah. like that energy that you were getting from Wu-Tang versus was truly like lyricism in a sportsman-like, athletic, competitive homies all in the room trying to <clears throat> do their own style but also low-key impress each other and also low-key compete with each other like you're getting like true sportsmanship <laughs> in hip-hop so that that, part, that probably came from him just being like that's just fucking sick like, it's a bunch of goons just trying to sound smart in the hood you know that's all it was man like yo yo peep yo peep the science god yo you know what i'm saying like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't commit a robbery. <laughs> Yo, I have this one homie. Shout out to my boy Knox Hoff of the Dunn, okay? <laughs> We'd be playing video games and he'd say the most outlandish shit, right? Everyone's like snapping, you know, talking shit when they're playing NBA 2K, whatever. Yo, yeah. And then this one game he won and this one guy's like, Yo, yo fuck you, Knox, man. You, know, you ain't shit. He's like, yeah. Don't worry, I'm just here, nuzzled in the bosom of victory. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, yeah, fucking right. He's just chilling, nuzzled in the bosom of victory. And I just pictured him like his victory, like personified as this big booty chick just laying naked in the front. His face is just like leaning on it, like, ha ha. 
What a what a victory, you know. That's the name of the stripper, you know. <laughs> that, but that that's like that slick talk that we always tried to mimic when we were younger. Like I always wanted to sound like Nas growing up. I didn't want to sound like my yeah. like Toronto goon homies. They're like, yo, dog, yo, real talk, yo, check me out, family. <laughs> that's cool and all. Like that's a thing. I don't mind it. I I, I relate to it. I can <laughs> cold switch when I need to, but. <laughs> I wanted to sound like Nas yes. and, and you know, yes, and like I used to talk like this when I was younger. You know, like, yo, yeah, man, what up? My name is Norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when did you uh, evolve that? When I realized, I'm like, you can't, you can't be talking, you know, in church, like, yeah, you know, First Corinthians 3, verse 9. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to rap the church and shit and talking to my mom, you know, like, mom, come on, stop that, mom. Like, yeah, yeah, what up, baby? You know, <laughs> mom, I'm on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> like, I had to stop. I had to, you know, and just Reality. pick and choose. Like, all right, you know, I like the way this is said when it's said and really fall into, like, this voice that I wanted, you know? Mm. Yeah, that and, is such a big part. Like, when people start do, <clears throat> doing performance even or start recording, they realize, oh my God, I have an ego identity baked into the way I exclaim and the way that my words are phrased. Like the, the self-awareness that comes from developing a voice and settling in one thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that, and then you really check yourself on all your influences. And <laughs> you come to realizations for sure. <laughs> I am, I was 100%. Uh, like I, I fluctuate, yeah, in 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 my accent still, yeah, one hundred percent. It's just scenario, it's right? A code it's switching thing, man. I do it all the time. I'm I'm guilty of it. I feel like when I when I kind of <clears throat> when I kick into more uh, like ebonics, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's more about everyone's hip, so the short phrase works. Right, so and right. like we all like kind of catch that wave. It's it's almost like a heightened intelligence, but a relaxed approach. Right. Because right. there's more going on underneath the surface, right? And there's feelings that come with those like words. That. And you know, I feel like when I'm at, um, I'll say full articulation, I probably believe in the person the least. Yeah. Like I yeah. have to explain this to you from A to Z, and like if you require that energy, that's good. But you're gonna yeah. get that much less time from me. Yeah. <laughs> so when I could just be chill, so the more casual I could, as I'm trying to be authentic, like a hundred percent of the time, and the world doesn't love that. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not gonna like. Uh, over explain either if i don't want to like right. if i talk if i say something casually like you, you know what i mean yeah i think that's beautiful but yeah choosing a voice is a deep process bro really and truly like even in any art form knowing when to stop and knowing to say this is what it is this is what i want to go for this is the what yeah. i want to convey because you can keep on adding more brush strokes you can for, to, to a song you keep adding more words adding more rhythms you can there's you can keep on going, but my my question with every artist is like, when do you know it's done? Mm. When you say that piece is complete, I'm gonna put it out to the world, because you can keep on going back to the drawing board and tweaking it and this this that. The perfect the perfectionist in most artists will lead them to do that. That's why a lot of them don't put out their shit. So many musicians. So that's why it's like, how do you know when something's done that it's done? And a lot of them always say it's not done. I should put it out because I had a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I. That's what it was left to put out. If I didn't have a deadline, I wouldn't have put it out. 
that so yeah. that's wisdom right there mm-hmm. you have to set deadlines for yourself that's really all it is man do you so what's your relationship with that in terms of when you feel a joke is finished do you uh like do you shoot like specials or or video like your shit or me when you always talk about this managing your catalog you know mm. you, you start stand up you go for a hot five you get a hot 10 then you get a hot 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 five again because you <laughs> trim down the 10 and you keep stacking i imagine you're probably <clears throat> at a pretty comfortable place on stage Thanks. like you really get in a nice pocket with the audience like it's really beautiful to see I noticed um, you had Keith Pedro on, on the podcast yes. recently. That's that's the that's the homie. That's, that's the OG. He's that's incredible. My guy. Man. He's he's like a big brother to me, even though I'm older than him. He's beautiful. But like you guys are both he, he he he's recorded how many albums already? And and I've I've been nervous to release something because I'm like I'm in that same like is it done? Is mm. this joke done? And I've been thinking to of it too much. Mm. And. Um, and like here he is, like putting out album after album after album. And it's one of those things you just gotta put it out. Like, come on, That's set it. a date, put it out, do everything you gotta do that leads you up to that, it. and do it. So, bada bang. Um, <coughs> so when can we expect? <laughs> but like you realize, twenty twenty four, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, yes. But uh, what I, what I was trying to say is like for for a joke like. Sometimes it never stops evolving. Right. Like I just, like I said, I just found a new tag to an old joke that I've been doing for ten years, yeah. and I'm like, how come all these years I didn't think about this? Mm. Like it's so easy. It was right there. Yeah. It's like I've been digging deep into this hole, and I stopped digging because I didn't find anything left in that hole. And when I just had to like little dig to the side a little bit, and then oh, there it was. Boom. <sighs> You know, there's that other little gem that I could have found. And it's like, fuck, man. <gasps> but whatever, I have it now. I'm going to use it. But sometimes you get to a point where like, ah, oh, it's such an old joke. People may have heard this, you know. No, but it's funny because it becomes part of your catalog. Like yeah. there are the bangers that will hold you through. Yeah. Yeah, there's like freestyling every, I used to do stand up. And when I, we moved to LA when I was tw- when I was 20, she was 21. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you'd see with the really good guys, like Chris Delia and such. Like yeah. he would have a couple, like I've, only, I've seen him do a bunch of times and like I've only seen him do like maybe one through line joke. So he was at the point where he was basically freestyling the whole set. And like that's yeah. really, that's, that's, that's impressive. Well, that's what I do with music now. That's like the funnest way for the audience to get what they need, I know mm-hmm. for sure. But like sometimes when you see someone rock a set and even if you've heard it like five, ten times, like just doing the circuit with Wynn, watching her in Toronto, there's a couple comedians who, uh, that's okay, who, you know, you hear their shit and you hear them do it again and again and it's still funny. Because yeah. it bangs kind of differently and in, in everything, and it, and it becomes like even like George Carlin shit. Like you watch over again to get that same feeling. So I feel like your guys's material is probably more evergreen than than you think it is. Like mm-hmm. I bet if you put out a special, or I'm assuming you have some video. Yeah, up. I have a bunch of like amassed like a bunch of clips that I've amassed over the over my years. Yeah, but like. I'm the type of guy that doesn't like to watch myself. Like, oh. I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't watch. I can't really? watch. Really? Right? I am like that too. Like, uh, when I started comedy, this so guy good. would always come with. And like, afterwards, we would like rate my <laughs> my set because I, I want to get better. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, 
I, I just need some space from this one. <laughs> like, I can't watch that yet. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not ready for any criticism around that. I do get it. That's so funny. Because yeah. there's, there's, there was a time, you know, where I would, like, kill and, and get standing ovations. And then I'd look back at it and be like... What were they standing for? Uh, you know? Sometimes it's, it must just be the energy. That's yeah. that magic of the live, all together energy. I Thank think. Yeah, People want to let you know how much they fuck with you too. Mm. Like if you're feeling that, sometimes it's like you're expressing the perfect thing that they need it, mm-hmm. or you're just being. Sometimes right. when you're just being, they're like, <clears throat> I fuck with that. Yeah. Like overall, like you, you are you're as a person. I think that has so much more to do with the, with you know what the beautiful kind of spiritual thing that takes place with humans during entertainment really is. Yeah. Is it's more almost about like what, what, who's saying it? Why are they saying it? Right, Where's it coming right. from? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're drinking in live media and like giving you that reaction. That's so, it's a special art, man. Mm. It's true, man. There's so many things that like, cause it happens every day in life with me. Like there's certain things that someone will say, that I won't take in because I don't fuck with you, but I'll hear it with from somebody that I do fuck with. And right. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And I, I'm so guilty of that, and I know yeah. when I am, so I always have to be like, all right, let me ask someone that I totally trust and be like, yo, what do you think about this perspective? And if you think that person's right, then okay, maybe it's me. You know? Yeah. Yes. That's you good. Know? It's so nice so that you're open to that. Yeah. I, I always make sure because I, I don't like uh, coming to conclusions, man. Yeah. I always need a definite That's because I, I, I never want to, uh, I don't know. I just always like to leave on a good note. Yeah. Because why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. But. Do you love yourself? Hell <laughs> fucking right I do. Yeah. Is that 100%? Like a, is, is that just like, is that a, hey, like I can really, I, I do work towards that or is that just like a natural uh, state of being for you? Well, loving myself comes from a place of just survival. Just knowing if I truly want to survive and live <laughs> life in a way that's like... Straight up. Yeah, that was... Positive and, you know... Yeah. Like, if you live sad, that's detrimental to your happiness. And in, in, in life you want to be happy, just... <laughs> Don't be sad. <laughs> so, That's so simple. So like sometimes not easy. Maybe. And you gotta if you if you want to be happy, you gotta know how to love yourself. You gotta know how to love. And like there are times when I'm very sad, and like I'm not gonna front. Like I don't have my down days where I'm just like oh, I suck. You know. Yeah. That happens. I'm my own harshest critic, but I know, like in to my core, like I'm. I love, I love me 100%, mm. you know? Um, and as a result of loving me, I think about the people that love me just as much as I love myself. And I don't want to let them down neither because I don't want to let myself down. Mm. You know, it's like, it's, it's, a it's, whole, continuous, it's holistic. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I love myself and I love myself so much that I would never want to hurt my mom. And my mom loves me so much. So why would I do something that would hurt her and in oh. turn hurt me to double down, you know? So like all those kind of things um, force me to 
to not go as deep as I know I can go sometimes, you know, in, into the dark side at least. Yeah. Right. That's what keeps me at bay. <clears throat> I stay. That? I stay the prodigal son. I'm always. I always come back home. <laughs> That's beautiful. I don't try to stay too far astray from 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 my no, my original principles. You know, that was ingrained to me as a child. Mm. So, which is knowing you're blessed. What is the? What are those principles? Uh, it's just like, you know, very, very straight up, you know, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yes. Um, lead with love. Good old don't, school values. You know, don't lead with love and don't leave a path of destruction. Oh. And. Big facts. Just always, yeah, always have good intentions, like true, honest, good intentions with everything that you do. And I feel like if you truly apply that to anything, like you, you're not going to be a bad person. You're ten, most likely going to be a good dude or you'll a good do, dudette. Like yes. You're going to be a good person in general. You'll do like, good wherever you go. Yeah. 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 Now, also, I'm not a per, I'm not perfect, man. I'm not going to sit here and be all self-righteous and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, but I, I, I'm I'm a piece of shit sometimes, too, man. <laughs> yeah. Everyone you know, is. Everyone's a fucking piece of shit. Everyone is. But, like, you just try your best to be the, you know. The self-awareness. Li- yeah, the, the least amount of shitty yeah. things. And That's right. To, to yourself and to others. And, Sometimes and I leave yeah. the water on for way too long when I'm doing dishes. <laughs> That's as bad as when he goes. It's a waste. It's that's a waste. Brutal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Sometimes she won't move as fast as she can in the self-checkout, even though she knows there's people waiting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You actually do. Winnie gets way too anxious. Oh, do, you that's care funny. What, do you care what people think about you? Yeah. That's so beautiful, Anastasia. <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful. Like, oh, wow. Anybody, that, like, to the people that say they don't, like, wow, power to you. Like, that's a strong trait, like, that you mm-hmm. don't care. Like, I care because maybe, you know, back to that, that original principle of, like, aiming to please and making sure people feel good because that makes me feel good. Yeah. If, um, sorry, my brain farted. Mm-hmm. It's literally just right. What were we talking about again? Oh, the original, um, what was the original question? We're all high. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was literally, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Wait, um, it, was, it, was, it was about helping people. Um, so that oh. must have been. <laughs> oh, um, think, care what people think. Oh, do yeah. I care what people think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. because I care what people, because I care <laughs> about people. We're so fucking high. I care about how people feel. So that means I'm very empathetic and considerate of that their feelings and what yeah. they want that's nice so tech, so naturally by default do i care how what people think of me yes because do you create I boundaries care. around it i try to like i never like i remember a time when i didn't have good boundaries and i let a lot of people take advantage of me and yeah. mm. i was like whatever you paid it for you know <laughs> you may have got you may have gotten taken advantage of now but you, mm-hmm. Your intentions were right. You paid it forward. That's still it's true. It's gonna come back That's somehow. True. That's beautiful. You know? That's nice. Like every time something fucked up happens to me, I'm just like, ah, oh, what'd you do, bro? <laughs> yeah. But when something good, I'm like, you see? That's see why you did that good deed over there is for this. It was gonna pay out. You know? That's beautiful. When I, I I got caught up in like, I'm not even gonna go into the story, but you know when we when I got caught up in. In, uh, I got banged up abroad in Taiwan for like some small bits of weed that they found in my pocket. Fuck. Seven months of my life stuck in legal limbo. But all that to say, wow. it became it what could have been a horror story for ten years in in an Asian jail or in a Taiwanese jail was like the most beautiful coming of age story mm-hmm. where I found myself in Taiwan. 
you know, just like for seven months, yes. but stuck there <clears throat> legally. So you, you know? couldn't leave Taiwan? No. For seven months what? until they figured out what they were going to do with your case? Yeah. And what? And how? In what capacity did they find that? Were you traveling? And I was. Tra I was in transit to the Philippines. In transit to the Philippines, oh, man. and they found. They, I had just left the cannabis cup in Jamaica. Went back home to Toronto. Oh man! Flew straight to the Philippines uh, to Taiwan. Like the same night, I had like four hours to go home, repack, go back, and I had a pair of pants that had weed in in one of those little change pockets of the little. Because pants. people just hand you blood when you're out here, here right? Yeah. Are we talking like less than a gram? Hold on, I'll show you right here. Shut the fuck up, dude. About about about. That's that. nuts. I would say bro. about that. With backward guts, hair lint, not even a point one, Holy my guys. Shit. So when they're going to, they're, when they're like scraping out my pocket, he said the dog sniffed this out. They're like, "Where's the rest of it?" I'm like, "Yo, guys, I work in the industry. Eh? <laughs> this is what I do. It's legal in Canada. I sell weed for a living. I work in dispensaries. I have a medical marijuana uh, uh, license. Like this is this is my. I'm a patient. Like look at me, you know. But they're like, wait." You sell drugs? Oh no! Oh. Trafficking. I'm like, no, 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 fuck! So they hit me with trafficking and possession. I was like, no. Oh. What, dude? But, and then you were there for seven months to sort it out? Yeah, I was just trying to. And then luckily they. And that was recent, obviously. No, that was in like 2017. He was too kind. He tried to. He tried to say the the truth. Remember when we tried to say yeah, the full you, truth? Yeah. When you travel, you got to say anything north of this is a stretch. You know. So, you but don't here's say the thing. Fucking nothing. What I the, told them what is everything. This? Like that's I don't. I have no fucking clue. I said here. Okay, let me show you. Show me a computer or phone. Something. Somebody give me. Let me show you what I mean. We're obviously lost in translation, so they're already—they're already putting me into the system. Like oh. I'm already in, but I'm pleading with These them. These people at the, are oh bored, God. right? They're bored, and they have jobs, and they have to justify their salary. Are you feeling very scared and in these moments? I'm freaking out because this, this is Asia. Dude. This is where, Taiwan. This is Taiwan, where it's—it's it's considered I, a type two drug with cocaine, crack, opium. They're brainwashed. Right? Holy boy! Yeah. But now it's—it's it's legal in Taiwan now. Or, or like nice. it's called medical decriminalized, no, decriminalized. Or yeah. I went through the Taiwan That's airport great. dude mm. uh, when I was in Taiwan I was stopping over from Indo Indonesia to go to Jamaica and Winnie sent me a text that she just got turned away because my gig in Jamaica flew her to Jamaica as well but she got turned away in the airport I got tragic news in Taiwan too <laughs> Taiwan why are you so mean Canadians so bro? mean man <laughs> let me let's do our thing Jeez. you know what's crazy was uh but you found yourself in Taiwan so you found this new city <laughs> after, tried, all that, I, after all that I it was really it, beautiful yeah for... i was trying to keep it together because there's sometimes i cut off the end because i don't want to smoke all the piece all the tobacco in one thing and yeah to minimize it but then sometimes it doesn't leave enough to hold the uh, uh, thing together but just, I, no i have this piece right here still. just do the long thin yeah. oh you have that just do the whole i just ripped the glue right off and fucking patch her up true true all right but what were you so, asking though hmm um, what was it like getting caught with drugs in Asia? I, yeah. <laughs> no, what happened with this seven months? I think that was leading into a story somehow, but you found yourself in a coming of age story. Mm. Yeah, no, that, because uh, it was one of those things where, you know, it, it felt like it was going to be a curse, <laughs> you know, but then it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. And, and that's right. where I chalked it up to my, um, to my karma, right? I was like, oh, you paid it forward for this moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You fucking... Nice. 
because I got so lucky. Because literally after I told them, like, no, please, let me show you. And I showed them uh, a pilot I had, a, a, cook, a weed cooking show, you know, of me, like, cooking with the weed, yes. how to break it down, all of it, you know. And there's this scene where there's just so much weed around me. I'm, like, playing, and I'm like, ah, you know, it's like a funny little scene. And these guys are still laughing, watching, and, like, and they kind of got it after. They're like, oh, okay, we see what you mean, so, all right, but... We already put you through the the system, system. so now you're going to have to actually go through it. I'm like, fuck. And then I got even luckier. They did that quick. It was, yeah, it was already like, because the moment, you know, they catch you, they're already like. High alert, their cortisol is going. They're also just like. You're already punched into the system, you know? uh, Next thing you know, uh, when they're taking me to the detention center. Oh what! I'm like, cause yeah, I had to. I was in a in a holding cell for for a day, just waiting to for trial or for prosecution. What did they do with your bags during that time? It was all at the airport. They just had. They just took all my shit. It was just because they said they lost my my bags, but really they were just going through it. So, yeah. but I had two days in Taiwan just to like, you know, peruse the streets, check out the night markets. But you no, had your phone and money. I had my so you phone could and money. So I was like, hotel. when they're like, yeah, we, we so lost basic- your baggage. I'm like, whatever. I'm here for two days just to, I'll be good. I have my backpack. So when they're like, we found your shit. Yo, I was raving that, that weekend. I did all the drugs. I was like, <laughs> whatever. Okay. So yeah, dude, you're a fucking overseas <laughs> fucking party, man. So basically my sentence was based off of my piss sample. Oh, uh, Oh fuck! So they were waiting oh. for the piss sample results. Oh my god! And the, that you so did he, before the rave? Raving? No. So I raved. I did all this <laughs> no, shit no, on my <laughs> way out. I'm going to the airport to leave to go to the Philippines. And like, come with us. We found your bags, and oh. in your bags we found this. Oh. What is this? And I was just like, yeah, yo. When they start put, they start taking it, put it in a plastic bag, and they wait it. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, zero out the bag, man. Tear that shit. I mean, you don't fluff my stats. Like, the yo, fuck? that's not even a point, you know? They're Big like, oh. bags, son. Right. Big so, anyways. Bags. Um, what the fuck, dude? Eventually, so when we're at the station, uh, when they're sending me to the detention center, it was to await my piss results, right? And after that, once they figure out what my results are, they would figure out my sentencing time. And then that's when they would send me to the next jail. So I'm, so in the transport truck, I'm sitting there like, fuck, man. I'm the first person by the door. When they opened the door, you know, I should have been the first one to go out. I was, just, I just sat there, like, kind of sad, moping, and everyone just got off, and I was the last person to walk out. And then as they're checking everybody in, there's six of us. By the by, the fourth person, they reached capacity in the jail. And they were legally not allowed to throw any more. You were guided. Uh, people into the jail. You were so guided. They're like, yeah, man, you you're not allowed to leave the country. You know, here's your passport. But you're not gonna be able to leave anyways. If but you would have gotten out first, so hang back. So I just sat there, just like said, literally. If I just got up and went, I would have been in jail. But if I sat there, like <coughs> I did, then I got free bail. They're like, yes, you have to stay with somebody in jail, or you have to stay with somebody in Taiwan um, until your trial date, right? And then who did you stay with in Taiwan? So in that weekend, the dude that I went raving with. And can I hit that plug? Yes, sorry. It's okay. 
I got into the story well, but no, it was, it was a beautiful. It feels right to tell a story while smoking a blunt. It's like you a know? gentleman. Bro, so, you have to write a book. Yeah, your life is amazing. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> this is incredible. No, but you you really should consider it. I'm gonna write the book about your life for you, if you don't mind. You know, I I, I did a one I, I did a one man show in the Philippines trying no. to tell the story because I went to the Philippines finally after. Not, I was gonna say what was who was waiting on you in the Philippines as you're in this fucking. I was truck. Like, I was supposed to go see my father. He was sick, and I wanted to go see him, and then oh. and then oh. they I'm like. I remember pleading. I was like, "Please, I'm, I'm a medical." The prosecutor sitting there, just you know, everyone speaks Mandarin only. Like my my translator didn't even speak that that much English. She was just the best person in the precinct. Yeah. You know, Jesus. So after, you know, she's like, "Do you have any final words?" I was like, "Yes, Your Honor. You know, I, this is my life. I'm a medicinal patient. Marijuana is something I use to live to make money off of this is my livelihood it's legal where I'm from and eventually the world's gonna follow suit so please let me just go see my father in the Philippines he's sick right now and just pleading you know just like please if you can find in your heart just forgive me and just let me continue on my ways and I'll never come back you know wow and I looked at Chad and said please let them know and she just looks at me looks (laughs) at them and she's like I'm like, bitch, that was like four words, man. What the fuck? Tell her everything I said, please. I'm like, God, I'm going to jail. <laughs> like, damn it, no. So in that moment, that's when I was like, God. I'm lost in translation. All they see is I'm a drug dealing, you know, smuggler. Like, I'm going to fucking jail, man. And the main piece of information is, is like four syllables. <laughs> yeah. Very compact. I'm like, I don't know. I know you guys speak in characters and shit, but like, maybe you said everything that I said. And like, she's probably like, Your Honor, he's very sorry. That's it. Like, I'm like, fuck. But honestly, like, despite all that, there was amazing. So there were so many clerical errors that happened because of them, because they normally want to make, um, examples of foreigners that try to smuggle or do anything Mm -hmm. and they'll put it front news you know everything uh so they were someone told me like just be careful be ready you might be put on blast there might be media around this if it becomes a thing be ready for it uh that's a nice heads up and it was really cool though because uh because they didn't put me in, I was supposed to go into the into the uh, detention center. When when I came back to the to the courts, and they were like, "Yeah, there was no more space for him." They were, I guess, the boss or the head sergeant was pissed. Like, what are you doing? He's supposed to be, you know, made of an example. Like, why is he out? Because I had the presence of mind to like record with my phone. They let me keep my phone for some reason. Oh, good. Oh, so I'm you had coughed to... with my phone, just like you know, scrolling. <laughs> she gave me Wi-Fi, you know. I'm like, so I'm recording the conversation. I send it to my boy. I'm like, "Yo, what are they saying?" And I'm like, "Yo, this guy's getting fucking reamed out for not putting you in jail." Like, he's like, "Oh, there was we're not legally not allowed to, you know." I was following protocol. It's like, "Yeah, but you should have put him in first. He should have been the first one in." Why? Why was he not? You know, how did how did he know that? Well, like because they positioned him in the truck that way. Not only that, but I am the foreigner. Like you should yeah. know, this is protocol. Like it's these just, are the ones we we oh, use as game kill, big game right. kill. Right? Like, okay. Oh, we got so the one. other prisoners were 
That's not the right. Local but they Taiwanese, were Taiwanese guys, people. you know? Okay. Just oh, scared shit. already, like, oh, we've shamed our family. Oh. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, you're just like, man, I can't wait to get back to Canada and eat some fucking whatever. I'm gonna you know, smoke all, some weed. All the things that apply in regular jails, you know, I've, I've watched Blood In, Blood Out, and I've watched <laughs> enough rap and hip hop shit, you know, to know what goes on. You, you, you state your presence. You make sure you're a tough guy. You get into a fight, beat somebody up, you know, do some shit like that, you know. So I'm in jail, ready to be like, yo, who wants to fuck, you know? And everyone walks in, get back just into like, your oh, like, <laughs> and I'm just looking at everyone like, yo, don't fuck with me, huh? And everyone's just like, what's wrong with this guy? We're just scared for our lives. Our parents are gonna fuck us up, you know. Our, our families are gonna disown us, and that's what I know. Like, okay, I don't have to be a tough guy in jail here. Yeah. Cool. That's good. And then that's good. But yeah, when they when they let me go, well, that takes care of one thing. That's good. The problem was so. Here's what could be a problem could also be the blessing, right? So when when they let me go, they had to. I had to stay with a, a Taiwanese citizen, and they became my guarantor. So like, if I left, that person would go to jail. So now that person's like, do don't that. fuck around, man. Mm-hmm. If I'm now taking you signing you off to me like yeah cool so this is the guy i went partying with right and he's like all right had you known him prior to partying no. holy fuck i just met this guy what he did a- his podcast okay cool guy so shout out to temba child shout out to antonio chen so tony chen right half mexican half latino or half mexican half uh, ta- taiwanese american born in america to a Taiwanese mother and a Mexican father. So he was cool with homies mm. who are new just being like, will you take the... <laughs> will you... He was like Rob Lowe in Wayne's World. <laughs> Remember when he would start speaking Cantonese and yes. freaking when he was calling, you know, Mountain Dew, Cola, Pepsi, Cola, Tim whatever, all that shit, right? I'm like, whoa, this guy's good. Anyways, he was that guy. So when they called and he starts speaking in Mandarin, because my boy Temba, he didn't speak the language, so like, yo have tony do it so tony's talking to them they think he's taiwanese so they just let me go to him all right oh nice and then they're like oh wait before we go just tell him to send his id when he sends his id mm. and then they realize he's an american and they're like oh, oh we can't send you off to this guy he's american oh so it has to be a taiwanese citizen they checked. You know? but they'd already like finished the paperwork it was, I'm still recording. These guys are arguing again. And this is like four or five in the morning. It's 20, like December 23rd. Oh, you know? what? It's Christmas? It's almost Christmas. I'm recording. I send a video. I'm like, why are these guys fighting? It's making me nervous. They're like, oh, they want to go home, bro. The guy's like, we got to redo all this fucking paperwork. Because you didn't fucking get the ID first. You know, you know we just submitted everything's done They're now we like, gotta redo this shit again I'm just trying to go home and buy presents for my fucking child like fuck mm-hmm. like these guys are that's mad that's the second time them doing the paperwork too quickly has really landed them in a sticky situation <laughs> put your intuition first homies yeah so two fuck ups they didn't put me in jail they didn't do the pro- fill out the pro- uh, <laughs> the the paperwork right yeah so they're just like just, t- just get them out of here we'll deal with them after the holidays. But then you got Christmas holidays, New Year's, Chinese New Year's, Dragon Ball Festival. Yeah, you're good fucking until Manson fucking Festival. March. By, by February, March, I'm like waiting in limbo. Like, yo, okay, cool. I was supposed to be here 30 days. Now it's 90. Like, What did you I'm do, running, bro? I'm running out of money. I started, I got a, a job teaching English. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you'd have to hustle. Yeah, I became like the Filipino Jack Black. And it was like, <laughs> instead of school of hip rock, it was school of hip hop. Yeah! <laughs> they must have loved you. Mm. 
Oh my god. I kept on getting new contracts and the thing was because they love your mom. I don't have the certification. I didn't have the police check obviously, but it's necessary when you're working with the with kids in schools out there, but there's this trusted Facebook site that you can only enter if you provide those credentials. Okay. And so like it's it's a place where people find substitute teachers when they need. So my boy just claimed that he found me on there, and they just believed him because he worked for them for so long. Oh my God! Yes. Whoa! What? I did a one gift. week, and what killed it. And they're like, "Yo, this guy, next teacher was like, hey, I loved how you were with the kids. Could you, you know, do my class for two weeks? I'm going on vacation.'" And I was oh. like, "Yeah, done." Holy another shit. teacher was like, "Hey, man, could you do one for me for another, you know, three weeks?" I was like, mm. "Done." You know, next one was like, "Hey, could you do a month?" I was like. Phew bet and i'm going like from kindergarten to grade one to grade two to grade six to grade four like i'm just like skipping all these different just you know following the lessons but putting my flavor on it right yo but all these i'm like kids what's the sound of the letter a they're like ah i'm like yeah let me say ah 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 they're like ah 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 I'm like, okay okay let me see let me say oh oh okay 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 they're like okay okay <laughs> like, what's the sound of the letter b they're like buh like, yeah, now hold up your gun fingers and let me go. Buh, 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 buh. They're like, I'm buh, 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 buh. Like, what's the sound of a hard C? They're like, cuh. I'm like, yeah, cuh. <laughs> hold your C's up, cuh. They're like, yeah, cuh, cuh, cuh. <laughs> Yo, it was so fun, man. It was one of the best times of my life. Like wow. that's when it took the ble- like that Jeez. that original curse turned into this like new awakening. Okay, so here you are though. Just got back from the weed thing in Jamaica, in Toronto. I'm gonna go visit my pops in Philippines and just to be with him. On the way, you get stuck. Okay, now snap that moment months in advance. There you are, coffee in the morning, on the way to a school, making some dough. In Taiwan, with kit, like your life just That's got like insane. sprinkled in. Like, what? Like, did you ever have a snap moment where you woke up putting on your shirt to do this like interesting opportunity gig where you were just like, what is my life? This is, bro, from the moment <laughs> I didn't go to jail. Mm. That's what I was like, thank you, God. You were touched by God. I'm still in moment. prison. Except Taiwan as a country is my prison cell. <laughs> so I'm about to explore the fuck out of this country until they send me home. You better Bet, enjoy it. You know? It. And I'm going I'm to like be grateful for life. You know? I'm going I'm to do it. You're free, I'm going to do it right by this opportunity, right? And, I, and the funny thing is I, I was asking the higher powers, like, yo, man, I need to shake up in life. Like, I need new material. I feel like I felt I was in a dark place. I was, in, I was telling the same jokes. I'm like, there I need you something go. new and... I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> literally, oh my heavenly father, thank you. <laughs> I'm living my jokes right now, you know? I'm teaching these kids. Oh my God. I'm, I'm beating cases, you know? <laughs> I'm experiencing life. Wow. Like, the, funny, I've, the oh. first time I ever um, swiped and matched with somebody went on a date. Well, in Taiwan. It was in Taiwan. I was going to say, right? were you single during this time? I was single at this time. That's a good time to be in another country and have time to kill. <laughs> Yo, I, yeah. and straight up, Tinder with any girl that I've matched with and met up with, 100% smash percentage, mm-hmm. okay? Beautiful. Mind you, it's only been once, but that's still 1,000%. <laughs> it's still 100%, okay? Um, <laughs> one for one, baby. Yes, <laughs> killed it. But the funny thing was, is this beautiful chick from, from Botswana, and 
She put the butt in Botswana, you know, that. just boom. Oof. Her name she put the swan was in spelled M M K A Y. Are you okay, Mr. Garrison? Her fucking name was okay. Like, I was like, yo, your name is okay. She's like, okay. I was like, no. This is, and I'm like, God, you're writing my jokes right now through life. Thank you. You know, I'm just living my best life. Your canvas of life. Wow. They're paying me fifty dollars an hour at at this school, American. Yes. Weed in Taiwan was $50 a gram. (laughs) Are you serious? I get sentenced, okay? This is how I get sent home. I get sentenced. I I just applied for for legal aid on a whim because I look like the native Taiwanese folks, right? So, So I hear, I heard that like they're all, they're allowed to get legal aid. They're all, they have the legal aid rights, so... I'm like, let me just front like I'm Taiwanese and maybe they'll think I'm an ABC, which is American-born Chinese. But I'm fully Filipino, but I went in there with my Google Translate, you know, filled out the documents the best as I could. I asked the dude, I'm like, hey, I'm an American-born Chinese, da-da-da-da, can I apply? They're like, we don't speak English, but here, fill this out. (laughs) Filled it out, submitted it, just crossed my fingers. It was a long shot, you know? Oh, my God. But Taiwan, based off what... That original experience, you could tell Taiwan is very lackadaisical in their legal system. Because a lot of crime doesn't get committed out there. They're very like, you know? As you said, the criminals will feel like a shame because they dishonored their family. Yeah. People yeah. don't jaywalk because they don't want to fucking commit crime, you know? So Shit. I lost phones like multiple times and I'd come back in the same spot, you know, three days later. It's just uh. sitting there like no one's t- afraid, someone's afraid to touch it, you uh. know? Or they, they'll bring it to the police station and say, I found it, here it is. Off my hands, That's you know. Nice. Then there's a directory. You go up, and you can just find your phones at police stations, and you you look through the list, and there's all these pictures of everything that they found. And I'm like, there's like a half bag of donuts, like all these things. Mm-hmm. People returning mm-hmm. everything. I'm like, how? What an honorable country, you know what Yo. I mean? Or are you just in fear? Are you okay? Yeah, Blink yeah, twice. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you so? Are you that scared of be, getting yeah. in trouble? Like, okay. That part. But, That's. Woo. All that that's to say. I don't even know where I was going with that, but like it, it was just, just such a crazy experience. Okay, so um, when they, I went, I, I finally, I was tutoring this dude, and he he was like, "Let me get you a lawyer, you know, let me help you out." And he went to get me Legal a lawyer. Aid. I showed, I had all these documents that were sent to my buddy's place, and I was like, "I'm not Taiwanese. I can't read these. Can you guys read these documents for me?" That's great. The lawyer's going through, and she's like, you have been appointed a lawyer. You got legal aid. I was like, what? She's like, this is insane. You're not supposed to be able to be eligible for this, but for some reason, you got it. You're guided, like, bro. I'm like, what? For real? They're like, yeah, you have, he's actually a really good uh, drug defense lawyer, so you should be okay. I was like, wicked, oh. bet. Oh, my God. So I'm in my last contract, and this is a long contract. I'm like, yo, I took it on. It was like six weeks. It was from the pre- like the principal. The principal of the school and the <laughs> owner of like the, the school um, they, company that he ran. He had like you know sites in Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan. You're a natural you know, leader. So that's so, like they just want you there. You and thrive like, anywhere like, you go. He goes, I haven't went on a vacation in years. <laughs> but I feel, you know, it's time and seeing you with the kids and seeing how you've been able to just, you know, do every class, like 
I finally trust somebody to take on my my class. So six weeks. Are you are you able to? I'm like bet, but I'm like, oh, it's so been nice. six months. Almost six months. If if I get dipped out at any point in time, mm-hmm. like I can fuck this guy over. Yeah, yeah you don't so do that. I didn't want to do that, and uh, I still did it. And luckily, a week and a half after I finished the contract, they're like, "Yeah, so just go see the lawyer." Once saw the lawyer, they're like, "All right, we'll get you in court next week, but bring all your stuff because they might just like send you off from there." I brought all my stuff. Like, you're going to plead guilty. They're going to reduce your sentence to three months. I'm going to take away the uh, trafficking. We're just going to leave you, hit you with possession and get get hit with a three-month sentence. But there's a thing where if it's under six months, you could pay $50 a day to get out of jail. So I had 90 days. So I had to do 90 times 50. $50 a day. Spent $4,500 to get home, American. And I'm just like, yo, how how crazy is it that can pay to get out that of like it. yeah like 50 50 dollars an hour is how much i got paid oh and, you know 50 dollars for a gram of weed and 50 dollars <laughs> to get out of jail so i can go home and you know I, and it was even funny it was on the way out they're like all right forty five hundred dollars to pay your way out of jail they're like oh and you overstayed your visa uh six months visa you're here seven months so that's another thousand dollars i was like oh i wasn't allowed to leave you guys wouldn't let me leave what the fuck man that's like, grimy, son. like hey man it is what it is you should have renewed i'm like i couldn't renew anything like and why would i like uh, it's extortion yeah so whatever i spent another thousand but it was crazy that like i left with money after being you know yeah. caught up in that situation i was like yo that's the most money i made with a legit job that wasn't completely legit. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, I was I like, feel wow, like I can't believe all this happened. <laughs> I can't believe all this crumbs, happened. You know? Crumbs. Your Fuck. Li- your life can take... So so you were two oh, shit. Pr- you were two prisoners oh, away from shit, freedom. Guys. Oh shit, guys. Oh my God. I'm supposed go. to go. It's five o'clock. Yeah, get out of here. Oh my God. Holy bye. shit, my, my car, my, oh, I gotta go right now. Okay, okay. bye. Holy shit, this was amazing, this but was oh amazing. my god, my thing's, <laughs> Get here. my thing's leaving at five. I gotta call this guy right now. Call him right okay. now. Tell him I am, ooh, wow. Where can people t- find you? We'll put um, it all down below. <laughs> you go. Uh, Big Norm Alkinsell on all my socials, Instagram. Um, I don't really use my TikTok, but I'm gonna try to do that more this year. Yeah. Um, and just look out for me, man. I'll, I'll be out here in these streets, Toronto, Scarborough. I'll be in LA, uh, February 19th, San Diego, February 15th, hey. February 21st. I'll be in Sacramento with the homie Keith Pedro. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So bless awesome. you. Okay, get out of here. I gotta Thank go. Thank you for blessing. Thank us. you so much. Love you guys. Love you guys. This is for starters, man. Keep yeah. on listening to this podcast. It's the start of a new year. Blessings with all the dressings. I'm Yo. Norm. I love you guys. Love you, Thank brother. You. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Take Thank care. you for being here. Let me get these off your head. Go ahead, oh get ready. Oh my god. That was so good. That is a movie of a life. Bathroom's the last door on your right if you need, bro. I'm just gonna call these guys right now, Tom. Okay. We're gonna see Last last door, yeah. Okay, that was fucking incredible. We literally talked into a, 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 like literally a life of film. That yeah, is amazing. That was Norm bless. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> incredible. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Go follow Norm. Watch him do stand up, and uh, yeah, bug him in the comments about dropping dropping some more content because 
what a gift man yeah so fucking funny that's <laughs> blowing it. my mind right now i know so i have hard. i have to smoke a process drink and process this <laughs> <laughs> love it okay. bye bye guys you ever see something so true that you couldn't unsee it something that you just knew would serve you whether it be self-awareness plant medicine a lover a career that's what we get down to here welcome to discipline stoners the gateway drug to mindfulness don't enjoy the show glad you're here hey listen man we can't smoke on no meds homie and i ain't into sports and stuff so i be putting my athleticism in smoking <laughs> yeah you know what we smoking on, light it up a telebond, flexing with the super strong, puffing like a smoke a thong. Gotta kill a smoke alarm, throw smoke rings at the throat like a water gun. You know word like a sing along, set it, let it be like a bet you betting on. It's a bud throne that I'm sitting on. Fun it in like a telethon. When it's said and done, everyone wanna be puffing like a smoke a thong. Smoke a thong, we be puffing like a smoke a thong. Smoke a thong, we be puffing like a smoke a thong. Smoke a thong, puffing like a smoke a thong. I be puffing like a smoke a thong. Only hitting that hella bomb. Yeah, gotta kill a smoke alarm. We be puffing like a puffathon. We be puffing like a puffathon. <laughs> I'm like bad boy, baby. Puff my main thing. Yes, Terps in the nose. THC in my veins. CBG for the highs. CBD for the pain. Shout out every other element that we haven't measured yet Because education has been restrained Why, why, I wonder why Cannabis, this fucking guy He goes up in the pharma cabinet and says I'll replace you and take you out the game Good night, alright, and you five that have been prescribed It's time to take a hike vibe And you're gonna kill this guy Smoke a joint every morning and you'll be fine The red cherry is where I find the light You know what we smoking on, light it up a telebond Flexing with the super strong, puffing like a smoke thong Gotta cut a smoke alarm, throw smoke rings at the throat like a water Gun. You know word like a sing-along, set it, let it be like a bet you betting on It's a blood throne that I'm sitting on Fun it in like a telethon, when it's said and done Everyone wanna be puffing like a smoke We be puffing like a smoke We be puffing like a smoke Puffing like a smoke I be puffing like a smoke Only hitting that hella bomb Yeah, gotta kill a smoke alarm We be puffing like a puffathon We be puffing like a puffathon Discipline stoners out on the scene Matching tracksuits and Jordan 3s Can't wait to see you and smoke more weed What's that you got there a blunt for me? Fuck it, I'm lucky, I love you too Let's see you all drop some new stuff too What's there a Sunday on a Sunday cruise? Doing reviews for her next skew Smoking the fire and we hella blitz I got my paws on shit nobody gets Outstanding buds like they came from the drip Throwing some primo on top of the tip Never am stiff, I love the community At an event talking like it's just you and me 
culture and industry making its history We are just happy to be here and get so lit You know what we smoking on, light it up a telepon Flexing with the super strong, puffing like a smoking stone Gotta kill a smoke alarm, throw smoke rings at the throat like a water gun You know word like a sing-along, set it, let it be like a bet you betting on It's a bud throne that I'm sitting on Phone it in like a telethon, when it's said and done Everyone wanna be puffing like a smoke thon We be puffing like a smoke a thon We be puffing like a smoke a thon